It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. In today's episode, we'll be taking a closer look at the history and origins of some of the most popular spiritual concepts of our time, from star seeds, crystal indigos, and light workers. From the New Age movement of the 20th century to ancient spiritual traditions and belief systems, these concepts have emerged from a variety of sources and continue to inspire and captivate people around the world. Today, we welcome our guest who will share her personal journey and experiences as a healer. Her insights into the art and practice of healing have touched the lives of many, and we are excited to have her on the show to share her knowledge and wisdom. So to my guest, how are you? How are you feeling? I'm doing fine. I'm great. It's different because, like, we have the new moon in Aries and we have the solar eclipse. So it's like balancing both of those energies out as that energy coming in. But other than that, I'm doing fine. Okay, okay. Well, I want to say thank you so much for being a part of the Professional Homegirl podcast. I am super excited to have you on the show. A lot of my listeners, especially my OG PhDs, 
love talking about spirituality. So I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Thank you. Now, can you please explain what Starseed, Crystal Indigos, and Lightworkers are? All right. So with Starseeds, Starseeds are from the star system. So what's really cool is that you can have many past lives. So people always tend to be like, man, like deja vu. What is deja vu? Like, I feel like I've been here before. And what it is, is that in many other lives, you could have been something else. So for example, for me, I'm a Palladian, Arcturian, Syrian, and Venetian starseed because I've had multiple lives already. And when you get to that point in your spiritual journey where you start to remember them, that's how you know it's like, I know I'm not coming back. This is my last life because I'm doing what I was supposed to do, what was leading me up to it. Mm. So when you talk about star seeds, these are your star, the star connections to you or your star ancestors or your star lineage, just like you have angelic ancestors, like it's different things. And you wonder why you have so many different gifts. So when it comes to star seeds, those gifts are way different than your clairvoyant, your claircognizant, your clairaudient. Because with those, when we think about star as the terrestrial, we're thinking future forward, right? Mm-hmm. So, when, for example, see me like move somebody across the floor or lift them up. Um, they're like, oh, my God, how do you do that? And I'm just like, dude, you got you to gotta understand who you are so you can know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Then the indigo children. You have the first indigos, you have the um, crystal indigos, rainbow indigos, you have the golden children, and you have the diamond children. You'll know by each essence, and that's what people come to the shop. I can tell in your hands, like, what part you belong with. And I feel that I can tell by the vibration that hits my heart. So with the indigo children, um, this is where a lot of people went wrong when they were diagnosed, getting their kids diagnosed and stuff because they were putting them on Ritalin and, and ADHD medicines and they were just very um, sensitive. You understand? Mm-hmm. And so with the first wave, so when you think about it, you have the first wave indigos. Who were those? 1960s, late 1950s to the 1970s. If you no- notice with the indigos, the world shifts. Right. So when you indigos, like the first wave indigos, those were our 1950s and 60s that was like, you know what? We were just smoke our pot. We're going to do this. Right. Rayvon. Like you have that. And then you have the crystal indigos. Now you always get some that come a little bit earlier to lay the vibration. Mm-hmm. And then we come in. So we come in and we're like, okay, we're going to get it done, but we're going to play it by the rules. So you see mm. the how each one shifted. Then let's go to the 90s and the 2000s. Here go them rainbow babies. And them the ones, them <laughs> live at five. So right. But like, like, I'm not getting, I'm not going to school. I'm not taking that debt. Yeah, like, I feel like they're very like vocal. Right. It was just mm-hmm. like, I can't believe you just said that, right? Then you got your golden children that start coming in. Now, what's cool about the golden children, of course, we always have some that sprinkle in a little bit earlier. And mm-hmm. so with the golden children, you'll notice with them, they don't come in carrying karma. They don't have to fix what the ancestors didn't make up. Mm-hmm. They're coming in with pure light, the golden and diamond children. So if you were to put your hands over a diamond or golden child's hands, um, it will be an energy that shoots up in your heart so strong that's light that it'll bring tears to your eyes. That's how mm. pure. So each wave have their own, their own job pretty much. 
Mm. And then what yeah. about the light workers? Now with light workers, um, they're here to bring the light. Now with light workers, you don't necessarily have to have a spiritual gift. With light workers, that's your mission. You're mm-hmm. you're way sure. You show people the way. You light the world up. Um, the same thing with um, there. There's a gift called the awakener. Now, what's the difference between a light worker and an awakener? Awakener, they awaken the next person to their spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about like Reiki, for example, that's not a spiritual gift. Anybody can learn Reiki. It's right. gifts that you know you add to it that make it different. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, Josh, you about to flex on us. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm assuming that for the most part, all of these are all related to each other. Yes. In a sense. Yes. Oh, and, you, and we should about witches. Like, it's no different. Like, I don't, we don't segregate. So it was funny right. because, like, we grow up and we think about Wizard of Oz, we think of Galinda and then the, the, the Wicked Witch of the West. Right. Also... It's just like you have light workers, star seed healers, and 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 shamans, and all of that. You got witches as well. You have your light, your gray, your dark. What mm-hmm. are the, the gray witches? They balance karma. What are the light? They work with with light. What are the dark? Duh. I mean, we know what the dark does. So right. the thing, um, when you think about it, in every life, we've been more than one thing. You have to look at your root to understand mm. what's in your lineage. But yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. It's kind of like you, you're um, metamorphing in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like since you say that you constantly change it. So in one lifetime, you may have been, yeah. let's, right. You may have been a crystal indigo. In another lifetime, you may have been, let's say, a witch. The following, like, I guess mm-hmm. is that when you finish your mission, you can move on to something right. else. Right. So the, this is the thing. When you don't finish your mission, you come back and you start where you left off. Right. Because so you need example, to complete it. I, Right. In my case, I didn't because I was killed for my hands in every life. I didn't know nothing about these hands. So who would have known that I would be doing more work with my hands than because when I started, I was on YouTube doing tarot and astrology. Like, okay, Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, this wasn't even in motion yet. And this was found by accident. And I had to ask my family, like, you know, what's going on? But in every life, whether I was in Atlantis, right? So people think that Atlantis wasn't real, but it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would bring the people to the water to be healed by the dolphins. So mm-hmm. that's where the sound healing comes from. And in another life, I was killed for my hands. I was very, um, what do you call it? Like, you know how, um, people would come to the person and they would do the healing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And every they would try to take me out from my hands. Mm. How did you find this out and, about yourself? Um, it's called an Akashic Records. So, okay. Well, Akashic no, I know what the Akashic Records, Records is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's how I wanted yeah. to see because I was going to ask you. You had somebody to access your library and they told you about your past and current lives. Not only that, but you start to see glimpses of it when you're like when you're going through your journey. So mm-hmm. I saw the um, before he told me I saw the Atlantis part and mm-hmm. I saw me also being blue and in a spaceship. So I knew that was the Octorians. So mm. you'll start to get memories, like you'll start to remember, like downloads. Same. Right. And you'll start like with, um, I was a high priestess, a goddess Isis. So uh, they showed me like, um, in the tomb looking at like, it was like, we walked through the tomb and then in this room right here, it was nothing but gold. And it was just shining like on this little leverage table thing mm-hmm. and I like that. And it was like, it, it's like they, they start 
it comes back to you. You start to remember your past lives. Mm. You may dream, but it's not. Right. It's a memory that's coming back to you. There you go. So what are some common misconceptions that you would like to clear up about the different spiritual concepts? Um, I don't, which one do I want to clear up? Cause I've gotten to that point in my life where I'm not trying to clear anything up at this point. Right. Um, or what are some ones that you normally hear? Um, oh, the what, well, when they say like, um, when they see you like working with your hands or doing Reiki and they're not educated and they call it witchcraft, that's one that I really hate. I don't like it. Um, and I think it's ignorant. Um, what's another one? When they see you doing any type of healing work, they mm-hmm. are immediately call it like black magic or dark magic. Mm-hmm. Um, what's another one? And I don't like when uh, they try to make spirituality like East Coast versus West Coast. Like mm-hmm. you'll say we're one. So for example, I had a lady come into my shop. I wasn't there. And she was like, I'm a chaotic witch. And they tried to give me a tour and do this and that. All right, you can be a chaotic witch all you want to. But at the end of the day, I'm. And this is what I do. My purpose is to teach. So my advisors are trained to teach. If you feel uncomfortable, then there's the door. You can't right. come. Or they try to push their beliefs onto you. Yeah, how do you come you- in somebody else's household acting like that? <laughs> That's exactly how you know me. I'm like, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like, I don't, I don't have time because, you know, at the end of the day, oh, the other great misconception is because you're a healer, because you're a light worker, you don't have those hands. Like, just because we're on our mission and purpose, you're not about to just treat us any type of way or talk to us any crazy. That we were somebody before this life. You gonna fight somebody? Oh yeah, I'll pop you up real quick. Like I'm a killer, <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I don't have time. I'm five five and a hundred pounds. Like no, I'm a sweetheart. I really am. But I've learned, like, and I haven't done that. I haven't. But what I'm learning—that's what she's telling us, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I swear. Like every thing I love, I haven't. But I learned. Like they really think because like you're on the spiritual path that they people will try you, try you, and I just be looking like. And then the minute you give them a reaction, it's like, oh, my God, you're so aggressive. Like, mm-hmm. what, what did you think? So right. Like, like, respect us as we respect you. Like, again, if you're coming in here to get support or you're trying to find out information, you wouldn't be here if you had the answer. So right. don't come here and then beat me down when I'm giving you information that you're not uncom- that you're not comfortable with. I mean, at the end of the day, take it, and leave it. Because you know this all in one. I didn't keep us separated. Right. Because one. Yeah, I will agree with you that I do feel like a lot of people try to demonize spirituality, mm-hmm. especially when it's spirituality that they don't understand or they don't know much about. Mm-hmm. You're right. And sadly, sometimes it can come from your own family members that don't understand. Like, um, I'm really good at manifesting. So, again, like you go back to your past life. I, I, I'm a matrix master, so I know how to manifest. I know how to manifest and help people get things that they need and want. And I have. Like my auntie that was like, you know, she over there, um, what she called? <laughs> she told my her sister, <laughs> she's like, she's over there doing that witchcraft. <laughs> and my auntie lost it because that was the auntie that helped me understand like where all our gifts and stuff come from, from you know, from Granny from the South. And right. she said, not doing that. She says she has a gift. And she said, you know, she's a healer. I've seen what she be doing. And she kept trying to convince her sister that it was witchcraft. And she wouldn't listen to her. But, you think she was mad because do she got gifts? She claims she could see, but you know, she the only thing she see is how to scam people. That's how I, I, I can. 
You know what? That was going to be my next uh, question I had on my list. What are your thoughts on people using spirituality to scam? Um, I think it's sickening because I have five fake accounts um, that's actually pretending to be me right now. And I had to actually do free readings with some people because they really needed the the information and the help. And I actually have proof like, OK, y'all going to take these accounts down and stuff like that. Now, when it comes to other people um, pretending to be something they're not and just hopping on the bandwagon, honestly, it takes a lot to be able to step out the spiritual closet is what I call it. And then be put yourself in a vulnerable position for people to actually accept you for who you are. And it mm-hmm. wasn't like my family, like my nana and them, they knew it was something. I've seen extraterrestrials. I've seen it all. So they mm-hmm. knew it was with me growing up. But I lived with my mom till I was like 16 and I moved away from her. So they got to see me from 16 till up. Right. And she used to always say like, baby, you got a sixth sense. And I, I she was Catholic. And she was like, I don't know what to do with that. So Yeah, I read, I saw in one of your videos, you mentioned that your family is really religious. Yeah. My nana Why are you smiling? Because <laughs> now, I mean, because now it's not, it, it never was a judgment. Right. It didn't, I love them unconditionally because it never, it never has been like, you know, remember you got your mama's side, your daddy's side, you know, so it's like that. So with my Nana, like, it's, it's, it's everything for her because it's like she never judges me. And she know like, she always knew something, but she just couldn't put her finger on it. And mm-hmm. it, because now, like, I used to be so, like, I'll be quiet around certain family members and, you know, be more vocal around others. And I remember my godmama was like, you don't dim for nobody. You got something you want to say, you know, you say it. I'm like, huh? Or when she was like, well, I know why you need the other room because you know the energy and stuff. And in my, it made me smile because I'm like, oh, they looking it up. They like, like they learning what, what I'm doing. What I'm doing. What I'm doing. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. 
It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So tell us more about your upbringing and some of the things that you did notice that you was um, that was different. Because I read or I saw somewhere in one of your videos that you mentioned that you saw like extraterrestrial beings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You can like you can feel things like you just always knew that something was different about yourself. Yeah. I used to think our house was haunted. Um, yes. Yeah, because um, actually I when I got burned, they took me from my mom. So how did you I, get burned? She fell asleep the first time she fell asleep with a cigarette in the bed and they was like, okay, mistake. Then when I was two, she was boiling hot dogs on those little heater pots mm-hmm. and I just, and just threw it on myself. And so wow. you can't, 
light off, you'll be able to see like the little splotches, but it was on my hands and my whole face. So wow. they took her for like five years. So I went back to her at the age of six and I left home at 16. So technically I only was with my mother for 10 years because I really didn't know. I didn't even know who she was. I thought my auntie was my mom because she was light skinned and my mama was dark skinned. Right. So it was time to come back. They didn't do when you do that to a child, you should slowly do weekend visits and then do that. Don't just snatch a kid out of one spot and throw them back into another because that I mean, that's trauma- traumatizing. Oh, yeah, it was traumatizing. I was like, what is this? I'm like, ramen noodles. I'm like, oh, no. right. I was spoiled. <laughs> I was like, I have skates. Like, I go wherever I want. I'm like, right. And I think a lot of parents, they don't think nothing of it because they just want their child to be back at home with them. But they don't know the effects that it can have on a child. Because if you're used to living a certain way and you've been living a certain way for so long and then you got to go back to the hood and eat some damn ramen noodles. Like, I was like, oh, no, I was like, please. And it was traumatizing because I remember holding on to the back of the the white car. That's all I remember. And I was like, mommy, where you going? Mommy, where you going? And my mama kept saying, I'm your mama. And kept grabbing me. Man, my heart was just ripped in half. And I had to sit there and pretend that I didn't like my other mom like that much. So when she would come to visit me, I'd be like, I guess I could go over her house. Wow. You know, you know? Man, I got in that car. I was like, we out. Right. <laughs> and I love that lady so much. You know what I mean? I thought she was my mama, but she's my auntie. So I, I didn't know. Oh, but yeah. wow. But, it but is it true, not to cut you off, but is it true that, because I read somewhere that a lot of people, and I have a psychic, and I believe she told me this as well, that a lot of people are not able to um, tap into their gifts until something traumatic happens. No, not all the time. Because, okay. um, or I guess it's enhanced more, or like it comes out more. Right. It maybe be enhanced more because like nothing tra- I guess I don't know because I drowned too. So I don't, I don't remember. When like, did you drown? We was at the, we was, I, it was my fault. Cause I, I could get out the donut and walk over to my cousin who I thought was my sister. I thought I can go in there her donut, but I got out and walked under and went under. <laughs> so they had to pull me up. All I remember is seeing the feet. And then I woke up walking out. <laughs> That's all I remember. And I kept hearing, she, she wow. strong, you know, but we, I was just, blah, 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 blah. it was crazy. Um, so you had like two, two near death experiences or maybe three. Yeah. Mm, maybe like four or five, but that's when I got older. Cause it's right. in Chicago. Yeah. You get robbed at gunpoint. It's a lot. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know with the, with that house, I knew it was something because that's when they started. So how you know that it started being like this, you'd be like, <sighs> while you little, like heavy breathing and stuff like that. Like somebody's like, in the room with you. Right. And I'd be in there like, I'm like, I know somebody in here. Like, man. And then I used to, you know, the sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. I used to, it's not sleep paralysis, by the way. It's I called a devil around your back. Yeah. Or well, they call it a hat. Um, yeah. The up, like you know, yeah, those two terms. But that's what I we call it in the South. Yeah, five or six, like at age five or six. So I knew something was weird, and I was like, "What is this?" And so when I noticed we would move to different apartments, it followed me. And so at one point, I said, "No, no, 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 no." I said, "It ain't these houses." I said, "It's something on me." I'm like, and I'm like, I gotta figure it out. And mind you, we were all separated at that time. I was living with them, and one speaking to my mama. So 
and any questions I ever had to ask her, she, I don't know, girl, what you, I don't know what you're talking about. Like she never knew because she stayed away. You know how when they when they grew up in the '60s, they just wanted to be out the way. They ain't want to look. Right. You know, like, I stay out the way. I ain't gonna get beat down. Like that's right. I, I ain't trying to be seen or heard. I'm just trying to go about my business. Yep. And so I don't know when I really started to know some like know something was off is when I saw the extraterrestrials come through my TV in the den room. And I will never forget that. And I didn't eat for three weeks. Mm. I literally was around. I was so scared. I was because the thing was, you'll know when something's happening is going to happen to you spiritual because you'll start getting what they call the devil's ride or the hag. You'll feel like like someone's trying to throw you into a deep sleep. And um, I remember that was happening. I was like, no, like that. And I ran downstairs and BB was laying on the couch. And she'll tell you, BB was laying on the couch. Crystal well, who was is BB? We don't know BB. That's my sister. <laughs> that's your so sister? That's my, she's my cousin, but that they raised me, so that's my sister. Okay. So she laying on the couch. Crystal, my cousin, she laying at the feet. So I hurry up, I'll get the you know those quilts that your grandmama make with the with the squares in them. I mm-hmm. did it. I'm over all of us. Like, ooh, we all little. Um, I'm like, oh man. So I get behind BB. I'm like, all right. So I'm sitting there breathing. You hear me like chest. And they, all of them knew anytime they see me run out my room and, and go in somebody's bed, they knew something was happening spiritually. Mm-hmm. So sitting there and I throw the cup over BB head and I'm like, I see my TV, like the TV's in a den room. So I'm, I'm looking at the TV and I'm watching all of a sudden it turns completely like a circle and it was white and three little extraterrestrials hopped out one by one. When you talk about somebody, I couldn't even breathe. I was like, Ooh. Like, and then that what they do is they stiff your body because again, they don't want to be hurt either. They know you're there. They don't want to be hurt either. So you go and they, you get like stiff. So you don't pass out or whatever. And literally he walked dead up to my face like this because they thought the you know, the covers, but I can see. Mm-hmm. And he sniffed like that. And then went towards Christopher face. Cause my, by now I didn't pull the cover all the way up. So it's, right here at the bottom of her neck and <laughs> when I see him lean in on her I'm like Ooh, like that like trying to because I'm stuck and he looked and run back over and put I'm like oh my god wait how old were you I was man I think I just turned 18 I wow I, I would never and my nana was like are you okay I was like shaking white man I was so like I was like, it came to the TV. Like, I was like, out of there. It always happened. Or when our star ancestors tried to bring us back to our star placement. And um, and I feel like it's like giving us some information or communicating with us. Literally had me floating in my room like this and move my ceiling. And I went right through the stars. And I was like, oh, you know, growing up in the hood that we're in, I'm like, I'm like, hey, you ready to die? Because that's what I thought was happening. Right. Whatever it was, it turned me towards my bed. Literally, I'm looking at my bed. Nothing's there. Because I was, you know, laying like this watching TV. And I said, oh, okay. It rose me up some more. And I just got to seeing all those beautiful stars. I'm like, oh, put me down. Put me down. <laughs> and like, elevator. My booty hit the floor. And I took off right to Nana. Like, I'm like, you ain't, you ain't hear me? She's like, my dear. No. I'm like, oh. So, yeah. I believe in spirituality and I believe in your story, but I'm pretty sure you meet people who be like, what? Like, how do like, how does it feel to be, to sometimes be met with judgment or like doubt or like people always, what's the word? 
I guess just doubt. Like people always like, is she for real? Because mm. do you I mean, do you sometimes feel like you can truly be yourself? Oh yeah, and I don't I don't have any shame when it comes to it either. So um, when I'm in the streets, like I'm an introvert and an extrovert. So mm-hmm. when I'm in the streets, they're so like amazed because I'm so like, all right, let's go to Fifth Ave. Like I'm really right. like girly. Like I'm not about to be. I had a um a mentor tell me when he first met me. He said, you know, you got to dress apart. And I said, what you mean dress apart? He was like, you know, you got to wear the robes. You got to look like this, that. And I said, well, how am I doing my job if I'm being something I'm not? I said, I want to be able to heal somebody in some Gucci slat, you know, like slides or flats. Just as okay. much as I sketches. Like, I don't, I said, this is what we're evolving into. I said, this is the new spirituality. No one's going to feel comfortable coming to me looking like a hermit. And right. I'm like to you like no like this is spirituality and he looked at me and he said you know what he was like you're right and I was happy to put up for myself so I don't care about like judgment like this is the first time in my life where I'm like like all our lives you know what I mean like when we're growing up we hear people like oh you're you poor you're this you don't trust me oh you should be like this you should be like that and now I look at them and be like you (laughs) It's like I smile because I'm not like when every time and this is the best way to be. Anytime you think you want to say something back to somebody that's hurt your feelings or something, you just be like, look at them and just be like, yeah, God, you're so beautiful. Like, and that really will switch your mindset. Like, mm-hmm. instead of being dark. And um, I would say when we're in the shop and they always be like, yeah, so we saw your TikTok or whatever, you know. And um, I just be looking at them. And when I slap them across my floor, then, you know, their opinion changes. Child, we don't get into that. But the next question I want to ask you is, (laughs) because I'm really big on learning more about where I come from. So tell us when you found out who you were and you found that out through your aunt and she told you stories about your your Nana. Yeah, so basically... I was like, I remember like it was yesterday because I was going through my spiritual awakening and I was so afraid. Like, imagine being in New York. You don't got nobody. Then you're going through all these different changes. Not only that, but I started to feel those everyone emotions. So, like, I worked in Times Square at the time. Oh, child, that's a lot. (laughs) I remember going to work and all of a sudden that one day it was like everything was like, boom. And I literally was like crouched over on the street. It was like, ah, like I was, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And that's when I started wearing crystals. I haven't stopped wearing crystals since 2014. So I asked, I said, you know, auntie, I said, was grandma magical or something? And she said, why you say that? (laughs) What made you ask, what made you say your grandma? Because um, I knew it had to be her because it, because it, it, it was just like, I felt this energy where anytime I had a reading or something like that, they'd be like, your grandmother's around you. I never got to meet her because she died before I was born. Mm. And so I asked her because I remember at work, I touched somebody's heart and um, no, he lost his keys. And you know, when you work in flagship and you lose your keys, that's it, you fire because that's so much money coming through a flagship. Right. And I looked at him and I like kind of glared over and I was, I touched his heart and I looked at him and I said, go find your keys. Like within seconds, he walked me. Now, mind you, he was looking the whole day, stressing out. He was a, D, a DMV. 
and um district for visuals and he came back swinging his keys and the girl who was in the room looked over at me and was like what did you do weirdo and i don't know like i couldn't say anything because i didn't know she was watching the whole thing and he goes don't you dare speak to her like that and he walked out and slammed the door and i was like that's the first thing i was like oh my, mm. so my hands and the second time an incident happened like that where i touched the boy his heart he never spoke to me again. And that was at work, mind you, because it was something wrong with him. And I just was like, and so that's what made me call my auntie. Well, he was scared or like? He just never, the feeling that you get from that, it's either, it's so much unconditional love that if it's a male, come on now, they ain't trying to feel like that. Right, right. So yeah, that's what made me ask my auntie. I said, auntie, because she grew up with great grandma and she grew up with grandma. So she Mm. would teach so she right. can be able to speak, right? Right, because mama was always acting like she had me, you know, her twin sister. But again, they just want to stay out the way. I get it now. But mm. she's the one that told me. She was like, all right, let me tell you a story. And she was like, we was at the hospital and your auntie Ruby was pregnant and them doctors couldn't get her to shut up for nothing in the world. And she was like, all I know is I saw mama go over there with her hands and make her face some type of way. And she was like, Ruby ain't sing a note after that. And I was like, what? And she said, I knew something was up. She said, because me and mama, we walk at the hospital, she going to say, you tell anybody, I'm going to cut your tongue out. And she said, mama, I don't even know what she's talking about. She said, keep it that way. Because <laughs> she thought she knew what she was doing. Right. She, and she just put two and two together. Because she said, great grandma was the same way. She said, she went into the cabinets and was like, Granny, what's all these sticks and dirt up in here? <laughs> it's herbs. <laughs> right. Get your butt out of my cabinet. And she said, uh, one time, Auntie Sophie got caught. They used to wonder where Auntie Sophie would be going in the field. So Paul Paul Ben went out there looking for her. And she was getting charmed by a snake. My my grandfather is a 33-degree mason. And mm. so he had a lot of, like, land, which right. took down to us. Yeah. So when he went out and he found Auntie Sophie, Sophie was sitting right in front of a snake, stuck. And a snake was doing like this in front of her face. What? She, she was going out to go see the snake every time she snuck out the house. Now so, break that down for people that uh, might not understand the um might not understand the uh the correlation between our world <laughs> and the, and that world. What was going? What was the snake doing? It was charming her. So but why? The snake was because you know snakes have spirit and all, and also remember Grandpa Ben was very wealthy, so mm-hmm. it was a people that would try to do like black magic and do stuff to on his on him. You get what I'm saying on his family line. So his our blood name is actually Fraser. Mm. But you know how you mama get married and like right, that. right, right. Um, and so when and he she could have died. She could have, but he had her froze like the snake. They literally was like the snake was just going and um and she just was in front of it staring just like this and he ran up and grabbed a hoe and he chopped it up and then he said as soon as they chopped up the snake she woke up she wouldn't stop screaming they had to carry her in the house they carried her in the house then grandma essie made saint john's wort um made anesthesia out of saint john's wort and she had her sleep for two days and they used to always crack jokes and be like, you know, Sophie ain't been right ever since Papa chopped up that snake. <laughs> yep. Is that true? Yep. They always crack jokes. And that's how I knew 
um, when you have indigenous in your family, because remember, great grandma Essie is full blood Cherokee Indian. Grandma right. being black, he he got grandma he he um got grandma's hand in marriage by giving her daddy an ox and a blanket. Mm. So over twenty something kids, mm. you know, some in birth, but she had twenty kids. My grandma had ten. So, and I started doing the research. I said, okay, let me see. And all of her kids were magical. Even um, Auntie Carrie, she lived to 99 and she just passed away in 2021. But even her kids wrote about her magical abilities and her obituary. I'm like, yes. And of course, Auntie Bernie, like, here, I'm sending you something so you can see, you know, it's more, you know, it's in a family. You just not by yourself. I'm like, right. So that's where it started from. Like it started, honestly, originated from great grandma right there in Helena, Arkansas. And Mm. people too, like, that every all of them, they all got to 16 and 17 and ran away from home. They didn't want to work the fields. They felt the house was too magical and creepy. Um, they all had the gift of sight. So they would see weird stuff like people falling out the ceiling, or they would see little fairies. The fairies I mean, that can be to- a lot for some people. Yeah, they never wanted to go back. They never wanted to go back to that house. Cause it was so it was so spiritual. And it was funny because grandma had said. She didn't like taking pictures. And she said the reason why she didn't like taking pictures was because a person's spirit is left in the photo. Right. So, right. Child, you about to have people scared of taking pictures, child. <laughs> but it's true, though, because I looked over. What happened last week? I looked over at my brother, and I was doing a Reiki session. So I opened up the Reiki healing space on his birthday. His birthday is February 3rd. And the other day... Oh, I he's was, an Aquarius. Yeah, my little tutu. Yeah. So, um... I was doing a session and I happened to look at his photo and I like looks and I start to see the face shift like that. And I was like, and I looked again and then it did it again. Start to, I'm like, oh man. I was like, all right, let me hurry up and, and like shake this off. So when them wise women and men be talking, you need to be listening. You need to be listening. You need to be listening. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. 
Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I feel like black women have a long and rich tradition of healing practices and traditions that have been passed down through generations with many known black healers throughout history, including figures like Harriet Tubman, Sojourner Truth and so many more. So do you feel like black women receive the credit that they deserve when it comes to healing? No. And I feel like a lot of people try to benefit and take, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. You feel like it's trendy now? 
that's the thing. It's too trendy. So again, like when we get these gifts and we're given like our certain soul mission or purpose, it's not for us to be like what we do. God, source divine makes a way our ancestors for us to live abundantly. So the same thing with me, for example, right? I was so afraid to open my crystal shop. But that idea didn't come until I started on my awakening. And I actually was going to leave my six-figure paying job and work at a regular crystal store just because I felt more at home. All those crystal shops told me no. Every last one of them, oh, you're not, you're, you're not ready yet. Mm. My, I was a year in my journey. I said, all right, cool. Mind you, this is 2021. I said, okay. And some, like, I started, like, being my YouTube channel 2020. All right? So mm -hmm. that's when I went public. So I said, all right, cool. But they wanted me to come in, use my hands, and then after testing me out, oh, you know, maybe, you know. I said, oh, okay, cool. So I went home then. I said, God, I said, if this is what you want me to do, then why are you not letting me do it? So I said, okay, here we go. So he gave me the message. I said, all right. So then I started doing more of my YouTube that got big, that got crazy. Then clients came from my YouTube. Mm-hmm. To my Etsy shop, then to my website. So meanwhile, my roommate is going crazy, like, oh my God. <laughs> like he was, I said, listen, if you want to run this, I gotta work at the pharmacy. I'm like, okay, I, I don't got that. I'll handle it. <laughs> so he was handling everything. So and Jose is like, he has stake in the company. Like, that's my boy, that's my soul brother. But he was on it, the design, everything. <laughs> All right, you got enough. You need people like that in your corner. Man, I'm what? And I was just like, wow. And fast forward, a year and a half later, I walk into those same three crystal shops taking my students on a field trip so they can see the difference in each crystal shop. And every owner was like, you, what? Yeah. I'm like, what happened? I'm like, oh, you know. And I'm very humble, so I'm not like, oh, remember when? I wasn't right. like, I was just like, I'm just bringing back to the places, you know, where I started and they can learn different, you know, like I took them to the witch store, everything. Like, it was beautiful. So about when it comes to your awakening, what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced during that process and how did you overcome it? Realizing that everything I was taught was a lie. <laughs> mm. I was like, what is going on? It was more about, it doesn't matter what mm -hmm. religion you practice or where you're from or what color you are or what God you practice. It, it's the same God in every religion. I mean, it's the same God just different names. Oh yeah, for sure. Same God, just different names. And when I got that aha moment, I was like, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, what's the other one? The other part was the breaking down. If I felt like I've been in boot camp, mm -hmm. camp, I felt like I was back in boot camp times two. Mm. So it was the shedding and the in the um in the healing work in the um. And the mind, like you, you have to go back to when you were a fairy or when you were that kid that would jump off the couch with the, with the towel around your back. Because mm -hmm. if you're trying to look at this, the new way that you're being in that light, you will, you'll be It ain't going to work. No, nah, it's not going to work. And mm -hmm. the awakening, it really breaks you down to build you back up the right way. Right. There's going to be a lot of being on your knees and crying because I didn't. And see, this is the key. You have to tell spirit to give it to you in the way that you understand. Because mm. they'll think 
resisting. So the more they think you're resisting, the harder your awakening process is. Mm-hmm. So you have to surrender. Right. When I, that's what I did. I got on my, I was on my knees. I mean, I was on the floor, snot, everything. Mm-hmm. Now, I, ain't gonna do it. I said, it's, you know how, when you cry, you have that little. Right. Um, I said, I ain't saying I ain't going to do it. I just don't know what you, what you asking me. Like tears, everything. And I was beat up because I was like, I can't go run into my roommate's room. They're going to think I'm crazy. I'm like, right. battle this. Like, and then when I said that, it was like, ding. There's like, oh, so she's not resisting. She just don't know what we're asking. Oh, okay, let me make it easy. Right. It was smooth as butter after that. No, yo, no lie. I had that same situation because I was just like, just trying to figure things out, make things happen, whatever. And I feel like I was just meeting so much resistance. And I had a moment in my room and I was just crying. Like, I was just begging God. I'm like, yo, you got it. Like, what do you want me to do? Because... <laughs> Cause I am hanging on by the the thinnest thread here. Like mm-hmm. we gonna we I you, I give up. You won, and I swear to God, ever since that night, things have been so up for mm-hmm. me. Like it has been so amazing. I'm like, come on, God. I'm so happy we on the same ta- on the same page now. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a beautiful feeling, and I tell everybody: once you are in your life purpose, there's no closing doors. Oh, it's over. <laughs> purpose open it's like a yellow brick road straight through i said that's how you purpose yeah and i can only imagine this process has also changed your perspective on life and just the world around you um it definitely has and every day Mm -hmm. is uh it's like a it's like a like i appreciate stuff more because it's like when i think about it i'd be like god like i'm like little old me like out of all my family members or even you know for my ancestors like you pick my little butt like like this one, the one that they was like, oh, you gonna be this and you gonna be that, you know, when you right out in the streets. I'm like, and first kid, graduate college, go to the military, do all this, and I'm like, now what you gonna say? Um, but it's it amazes me, it amazes me because it's like, man, I'll be happy for my ancestors. Is little you didn't have to go through what you went through, but I'm gonna take care of it the rest of the way, right? And that's that's, it makes me sad because it's like I look at my family members, the ones that's my age and like under, and I'll be like, man, y'all be seeing me down here like working and busting my tail off and ain't none of y'all gonna come down here. Y'all all got grandma's blood. Like, ain't none of y'all gonna come help out of the shop on the weekend. Well, child, just, yeah. just because y'all family don't mean nothing sometimes. Yeah, it don't. No, it's like that, the, the mentality though. So some of them are actually like, because grandma was good at a lot. So we have a lot that do hairdressing, do party planning. So I see everybody with their own, their gifts in their own right. way. But it's just like, this is like, we building like an empire. So, you know, now I got to think about now, dang, now I got to have a kid because this ain't going to work. Like, right. I work this hard just for it to be left behind. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. That's so speaking of gifts, what are your gifts as a healer? Man, every day is like a new one. Um, the um, my sight is crazy. Um, what else? Um, so my sight, the hearing, I have all the clairs. Um, as you know, I can heal with my hands. Um, what's the other one? Psychokinesis. So that's the one where you see me like moving people around the floor, all up and down. Um, Child, I was on her TikTok page, y'all. And I was like, nah, I got to go to this lady's shop because <laughs> <laughs> she's standing in front of someone else. And next thing you know, you just see the person lifted up on their tiptoes. 
or you see them moving forward. And I'm just like, nah, I got to go to your shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, how does that feel? Um, You know, man. All right. So I went to bed one night and I was like, God, I said, show me what else I can do with my hands. Because I knew the Reiki, you know, like that part. So I had, I said, just show me what else I'm supposed to do with my hands. And um, what happened? I went to bed and that night. I saw myself walking in this hall and two men approached me. So one came from this direction and I threw my hand up like that and he hit the wall. And then the other one tried to come at me from this way and I put it up like that and he hit the wall. After he hit the wall, I opened my hand like that and I was, and I was up. Like I just woke up like this with my hands in front of my face. And I was like, I was like, all right, whatever. Right. So I class and I went to class and I remembered the vision and I was like, come here real quick. Let me see something. Let me see something. So I put the girl up on the wall, on, you know, in front of the door. And I was like, just stand there. Hold on. And so I've always put the light around me to protect myself. And I was like, I didn't know how I was going to do it. I just remember, just put your hand out. So I was like, huh, like that. And she was like, like that. And the class was like, oh my God. They was like, do it again. And I was like, oh my God. And you could see me because my chest, like I was like, like I was like shaking because I couldn't believe like what they showed me the night before and what that was. Yeah. Right. Does that take a lot out of you? Um, it's, it's something weird. And I know it's like my star ancestor energy, but the moment I start to work, I just automatically re- re- regenerate. So mm. say, like clients, there was one day we did like 10 Reiki clients back to back. Um, my body just automatically generates. Yeah. I'm just curious. What do you think about people who uses magic for not so good purposes? I think you're going to grow three tails in a little bit. Like, I don't mm. like because it, it happened to me. And um, people can What happened to you? Well... When you go to bed normal and wake up paralyzed, like half of your body, because somebody's jealous or envious, um, that does happen. And people always think, oh, if you don't believe in black magic, it's not real. Yes, it is. So just get it out your head right now. So stop thinking your best friend or your friend at work won't do something to you because you'll do, they'll do it to you. So at the end of the day, um, I recommend that everybody, like keep Basil, tied on the back of their door or their house when you first walk in because your house will be so protected. I also recommend that you keep obsidian, amethyst, pre-night as a crystal on you for healing, protection, grounding. Um, And when people do like black magic, it does come back. So say, for example, if someone comes to me, I've had it. Siblings, as a matter of fact, my sister trying to take the house out, mom and dad, um, mm. you know, I need you to do something. Do what? Okay, well, I'm going to make sure y'all both get everything fair and square and that's what I can do. I don't do that type of work. You got to go somewhere else. That's the type of integrity you're supposed to have. Right. But when people get greedy and big dollars are involved, that's when this black magic comes in or mm. they're jealous. And you'll normally see it with couples or with pretty girls. Then now all of a sudden they have fallen out and they got scabs. And look, mm-hmm. um, and the same thing happened to my soul sister. Like you know, and she said somebody did something to me and my mama, and I knew it. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Did I go? What did they do to her? 
So basically, when when you do black magic, you can do one or two things. You can either destroy their life to where their money starts running low and they don't and they lose out on opportunities and they become like real tired. It depends mm-hmm. on what you want to do. The sky is the limit when it comes to them. Right. Why it's important. You have to have your you got to study. Like like me, they always call me a nerd. I mean, every time, mm, nope, and because of the, the uh, right. And they and the lady did that. She put a root on my soul sister's mama, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Because when I start, when I touch you, I, I it's like a movie. I be looking like I'm like, who? Okay, I got it. <clears throat> and I gave her a candle because I make fixed candles, and it's called Return. It's it's called um, Unbreakable. Mm. And I when I said, hey, you you look, you tell her to light this candle, and she write down her petition, and all I told her to write was whatever happened to her returned to sender. And it went Ooh. to the lady that, and she added, let something happen to this person's car. Not only did something happen to the person's car, but now she's in a mental hospital. Mm. Because you don't do that to people. Like if you, you need to watch what you're playing with. And I work with light. So yeah. What you do in the dark will come to light. Yeah. And it's sad. Like I literally was paralyzed and was walking around looking like Igor. It was very embarrassing. And mm. I didn't, you know, and my soul sister, like, came, like, she's my first friend in Jersey City, like, my soul sister. She literally came and grabbed me, because I go from home to the shop back to the house. I don't be hanging out. Right. And she went and grabbed me up and got me to the hospital, and it took me about, man, three months to be able to, like, get a walk back the way I Right. And, and the thing is, is that they'll hide it. It's called shielding. So if you go to somebody that's really good, mm-hmm. they'll it to where you can't see who did it so mm. what happens to me every time i try to look i couldn't see because of, of course i'm gifted so they it blocked it but my granny my grandma came through um when i did a, a kashik session because i wanted to know like like help me like who did you know if you right. up, and so my grandma came through and she said it she showed me she said i told you about letting people put that because i let the lady do me a um an ancestor wash and yeah she you can't let everybody me. touch you she touched my hand and my, and my granny said, I told you, she showed right up. And I was just like tears in my eyes and everything. And she was, I'm watching it as the lady's talking. And she was like, I told you not to let nobody put their hands on you. She said, but don't you worry about it. I'm going to take care of it. And I said, show me what happened. And she showed the register. She showed the witch hat. She showed the, she showed the place where I went and paid for the stuff to get done for her to do me a answer. Cause I was trying to make my mom and her sisters get alone. Mm. So I went and did an ancestral bath on me and I had to call out all their last names. It's it worked for a little bit. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I learned that at a very young age you cannot let people touch you. Oh no. Because people do not have good intentions at all. They do not. And last but not least, what what do you (laughs) why are you laughing? (laughs) I don't know. I'm not saying <laughs> what. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what do you think is your purpose or your mission on earth? Because you said that in many lives, mm-hmm. you have died. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you think that you are here to do? Exactly what you and I are both supposed to be doing. And that's raising the vibration of the planet. Um building the new world, new age, and living our life abundantly, financially free. Yes, come on now. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. I wake up every day and I'm like, I don't be like, you know, man, I gotta go to the job. And, you right. know, when I started like opening the shop, I remember um, I had woke up and thought I was running late because I thought I was still back at the company. So I fell out the bed. And I was like, you know, retail is different. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, please, I'm like, I'm about to be late. And I looked up, I was like, ah, whatever. And I laid back down, and I, that was the biggest smile I had. And like, that's when you know you're free. I laid, I was like. I was panicking. I'm like, girl. And I laid back down. I was like, this is happy. This is happiness. Um, yeah, mm. that's what I'm supposed to do. And I mean, and you touch everybody. When Even with you, when you look at somebody, you light their soul up. Mm-hmm. And the same with myself. So when you walk past somebody, even if y'all don't speak and you look at them, you light, you awaken them. Right. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. And that's why that's the real meaning of love and light because love is not conditional it's unconditional and when you start to go down this path you'll notice that you have more love for the planet for animals have you ever noticed now like you'll see something on the street and they have to pop you to stop having you pick stuff up Mm -hmm. the animals now all of a sudden you want to sneak out some snacks to it because you don't want to see it starving your whole inside changes when you start to get on your mission and purpose and we are going to change the world and i think it's really amazing that now the government don't lie about the extraterrestrials anymore because i called one i called one in brooklyn i was so excited i was like you called a what in brooklyn i called a spaceship yeah it was spinning around i was on a patio and i was like squishy what you looking at it was three in the morning i I got it on my page and i went i stood outside on the thing and that little thing spin around i was like (gasps) It was beautiful, yeah. It's on my Instagram page, though. You know, TikTok would have been like, uh-uh. Girl, oh, yeah, you know TikTok don't be with them games. <laughs> no, yeah, real quick. But yeah, it's just like we all are one. And I honestly feel like there's more of that that energy coming down because we're part of them. And it don't, I don't be afraid no more. As you shouldn't. Yeah. I think this was a very insightful conversation. Yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of people are going to definitely be intrigued and want to learn more. So I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm super excited. I'm definitely coming to your shop. Hopefully, well, it, it's going to be a day when you're there because obviously I'm coming to see you. <laughs> yes. And hopefully I can book some sessions with you. And you'll probably be the newest member of my spiritual team. All right, that's what's up. Yes. <laughs> And to the listeners, if you have any questions, comments, or you want to say, hey, girl, hey, girl, hey, please make sure to email me at hello at the phdpodcast.com. And until next time, everyone. Thank you. Later. Later. The Professional Homegirl Podcast is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. And you can connect with me on social media at the PHG Podcast. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. 
And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.